Lord, your love is stronger than the power of illness. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you taught us how to do all things to give glory to the Father. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you heal us and restore us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us. May God forgive our sins. May God bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. We come before you, O God, confident in Christ's victory over sickness and death. Heal us again from sin, which divides us, and from prejudice, which isolates us. Bring us to wholeness of life through the pardon you grant your people. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in union with the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. The teaching from the book of Leviticus, dealing with how the community is to be protected from leprosy, provides a good background today's gospel. A reading from the book of Leviticus. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, When someone has on the skin of their body a swelling or an eruption or a spot, and it turns into a leprous disease on the skin of their body, that person shall be brought to Aaron and the priest, or to one of his sons, the priests. Anyone who has the leprous disease shall wear clothes and let their hair, excuse me, shall wear torn clothes and let the hair of their head be disheveled and shall cover their upper lip and cry out, unclean, unclean. That person shall remain unclean as long as the disease persists. And being unclean, one, such a one shall live alone with their dwelling outside the camp. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the following reading, St. Paul calls us to do everything we do in life to give God glory. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. Give no offense to Jews or to Greeks or to the church of God, just as I try to please everyone in everything that I do, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many so that they may be saved. 
be imitators of me as I am of Christ. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord. A man with leprosy came to Jesus, begging him, and kneeling, said to Jesus, If you choose, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, and said to him, I do choose, be made clean. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. After sternly warning him, Jesus sent him away at once, saying to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priests, and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded as a testimony to them. But the man went out and began to proclaim it freely and spread the word, so that Jesus could no longer go into a town openly, but stayed out in the country. People came to Jesus from every quarter. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to Lord Jesus Christ. The Gospel passage that Deacon Jack just read bids us to imagine what that whole experience was like for the man who had leprosy. To have leprosy meant that you were untouchable. You were unclean. You were an outcast from the community. I try to imagine how long it might have been for that poor man, for anyone to have touched him with love or concern, or friendship. It seems to me that when Jesus touched this man, I imagine that there was a, a, like a current of electricity going through the poor guy. Somebody cared enough about him to touch him. Somebody, this Yeshua, the healer, the prophet, this Yeshua showed him enough love that fear of contagion didn't hold him back. He touched him. Imagine that. Nobody's touched you for a long time. And this man, this Yeshua of Nazareth, he cares enough about you to touch you. And his touch, his healing touch. It's hard to tell from the reading from Mark's Gospel how much trouble Jesus got into because he touched a leper. You know, if you touch a leper, you're considered unclean. If you touch a leper, 
you're probably a carrier of this leprosy, this, this terrible disease. In the reading that we heard today from the book of Leviticus, leprosy described as pustules. Isn't that like the ickiest word you'll hear this week? Pustules. But this man, this Jesus touches him, this Yeshua of Nazareth touches this poor guy and the leprosy is healed. To have leprosy in the time of Jesus is to live in total isolation. If you came down with this leprosy, if you had pustules, and they're described in the book of Leviticus, they're discovered as, as they're, they're described as, as white pustules with white hair. Ugh. If you have that, you have to stay away from everybody. You live in complete isolation. How awful that must be. For a year now, as we deal with the pandemic, we have kind of an idea of what it means to, to be in isolation. Social distancing. Did you sign up to come to Mass today so that if, if we have to do contact tracing, we can find out who was here? We have bottles and bottles and bottles of hand sanitizer. And when we come in contact with someone who has COVID, we're quarantined. I find it interesting that in the book of Leviticus, quarantine lasts seven days, and then if the disease doesn't show signs of remission, seven more days quarantined. I guess we still follow that kind of protocol. Seven days, 14 days. COVID pandemic has left us feeling isolated and alone. We've seen those videos of elderly people who are dying and their families can't get to them. Their families are kept away. We see that footage and it breaks our heart. In a book of his homilies, Father Bill Bausch, who's a retired priest from New Jersey, 
he writes a homily based on this gospel reading, and he tells the story about a friend of his, a woman who was a doctor, a woman who belonged to a parish where they had an old grouchy pastor. Don't even. And this guy, he just did things that really upset the parish. He fired one of the teachers in the school without consulting anybody. And that made this woman, this friend of uh, Father Bausch, made her so upset she left the parish. He was going to completely leave the Catholic Church, but then decided, since this was Holy Week coming up, that she and her husband and their kids would spend Holy Week, the Holy Week liturgies, at a nearby Benedictine monastery. And that was just the experience they needed. Spending time with the monks in this holiest week of the year brought healing for her, restored her sense of belonging to the Christian community. In the times of prayer during that week when they were at the monastery, she realized that our spiritual health is as demanding on us as our physical health. Just as there are steps to eat good food and healthy food and get exercise for our bodies, she determined that there were five steps in maintaining spiritual health. First one, to pray. The second one, spiritual reading every day. The third one, spend time in quiet. The fourth one, give something to someone else. And the fifth one, The fifth one is enough to recognize that in spite of the ads and everything calling us to get more stuff, to buy more stuff, we have enough right now. And getting more stuff isn't really going to help us. Pray. Spiritual reading, being quiet, giving something to someone else, and enough, knowing what is enough. I would guess that if we make a commitment to living those five steps in our lives, we won't be alienated from the members of the church. We will be connected to one another in a beautiful and powerful way. 
we have to commit ourselves each day to those five steps. Lent begins this week. And I think the season of Lent, the season in which we are drawn together to the risen Christ and to one another, Lent is a good time for us, all of us, to make a commitment to those five steps. Pray. Spiritual reading. Find some time for quiet. Give to others. And recognize that we have enough. Having more is not going to make us happy. It seems to me that if we've listened to the Word of God... And as we share the Eucharist, we don't have to imagine being touched and healed by Jesus, by Yeshua of Nazareth. We don't have to imagine it because we experience, we experience deep inside us. He touches us. He heals us. And he loves us. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.